and that's a go. All right. Oh no, don't do it. Oh, no, no. I forgot one other thing. Uh oh. Myself a torch too. Got a box press, Rocky Patel, vintage nineteen ninety two. Oh. Some of our listeners aren't, uh, that's when they were born. <laughs> like that Maduro wrapping. Yeah. Oh, now that's a torch and a half. Yep. Wow. Then we got our <laughs> Woodenville straight bourbon whiskey. I'm sure it says a lot of really nice things about itself on the back here. Usually do. Oh. oh, a bit of a excellent, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get you on bottle for sure. That's nice. It is. I've got a punch on the bottom of this since it's a a box. Mm. If you wanted to use a punch. Mm. But they're not super square on that bag. Yeah. Didn't realize that when I got it. Oh, that's awesome. How <laughs> oh, handy. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear that. <laughs> Straight off the Starship Enterprise. That's nice. Little little beast of a. It does it? It could have came off the enterprise. Spicy. Is it?
lot smoother than the last Good. one. Good. Mm-hmm. That pairs really nice with the, I think a, like a 90 proof bourbon, pretty straight with the Maduro yeah. wrapper. Those seem to pair really nicely. Yeah, I smoked a, there's a cheap stick that the wife got me. She got me a couple of different ones. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, she got them for me as a present, you know, looked up online, did the the whole deal with the uh, mason jar as a humidor and oh, yeah. wet sponge and mm -hmm. works great. So I tried one yet. Well, and then I, I'm like, that's awesome. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't smoked cigars. Um like alone if you will and i'm not with yeah. you or somebody else so i'm like i don't even have a cutter or punch i mean i sure it's in a yeah. box somewhere in the garage <laughs> somewhere but uh soon she comes home the other day and she's like i got you a cheap punch and a cutter and <laughs> you know maybe for this weekend you want to enjoy one i'm like absolutely perfect so yesterday i did that and it was funny because after watching other people and talking to you and and other guys that actually smoke cigars I'm, I, you know, cut it, did everything, got it lit. I'm like, man, this thing, its draw was like tiring. Mm, wow. It had such a, it was so thick or densely wrapped. You know, this one, I'm like, oh, this is nice. Because it's mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. smooth. Mm hmm. Yeah. Nice, easy draw. A lot of effort into it. Mm hmm. It's just like breathing. Whereas that one, I, it was probably what like labor feels like, you know? <laughs> All you women out there. Trying to give birth to them. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah i know it's still nice it had great flavor a little sweet um and i'm wondering if it was just that one because i have another one so i'm gonna try that one again and just see if that one was just wrapped tight mm -hmm. or if they're all like that because i think she said it was like a dollar dollar fifty you know something cheap wrapped tight like a religious person yes <laughs> <clears throat> just wound wound straight up tight yeah, my wife and I, have, we've talked so often about that and how free we feel now. Yeah. You know, and, and I would have said 30 years ago, I'm not religious. But it's like every few years, it's like, crap, now I'm getting rid of something else that was religion in me or a way of thinking guilt shame condemnation kind of bull yeah and that's just it's just more and more free but i feel like this last step we took in our taking right now it's like hopefully it's a sloughing of the rest what remained mm -hmm. because i feel pretty dang free now and i've never been able to hear father clearer than I do now or walk closer understanding who I am and all of that yeah, it was funny on the way it's like I said I had to go past here <laughs> go to my in-laws pick some stuff up so it was about an hour hour and ten minutes 
getting there, getting everything done, swinging by the liquor store to grab this, getting out. And the whole time on the way there, I was praying in the spirit. And the uh, only thing that was popping up into my head was, you know, just kind of like thanks, thankfulness for his, his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just like, man, you're faithful. And then that, as I'm praying in tongues, it slipped into like that my worship language, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then it was pretty much a solid hour of that nice. with little intervals where I had to talk to people where I wasn't freaking them out. <laughs> <laughs> Switch back into English every yeah. now and then. But it was, it was awesome because of kind of like what we were talking about just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. You've got a friend. I do. <laughs> um, because of what I'm going through, or I guess my family, my wife and I, looking for a new, or well, having a new job, but having applied to something that in the natural is exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Great pay, great opportunity, you know, starting position, even for a starting position, stupid good pay, uh, with very soon and limitless ability to advance and move and get paid more. Yeah. But it would take up all of my time. Mm -hmm. Getting to work would be an hour commute there, an hour back, which I'm fine with. I like the quiet, Mm -hmm. but it would be, you know, 10, 12 hour days, five days a week on call. So the money would be amazing. Yeah. But then it's like, We've moved into where I'm choosing to only work three days a week. Mm-hmm. And that gets us by. But it it gets us by in the natural financially. Mm-hmm. But then it gives me four days a week to do stuff I need to do around the house. To hang out with my spouse and children. Uh, to grow and, and fortify those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be where I need to be. And when I got the... Uh, they called, left me a message offering me the job. I was excited, and then I'm like, but I'm not taking I already knew I wasn't going to take this job because now I'm working with somebody else, and it gives me the opportunity to have more freedom of, of my schedule. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of walked out after listening to the message, and my wife's like, what's wrong? Or, you know, what are you, think, what are you thinking about? Something like that. And I was like, well, they offered me the job. And she's like, oh, cool. You know, so are we still on the same page? You're going to turn it down? And, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it just feels wrong. <laughs> It feels so unnatural yeah. to turn down what I've always been taught to believe mm-hmm. is exactly what I, you know, great pay, great benefits, opportunity to, to advance and progress. Yeah. You know, it's a city job, which, you know, are like the gold standard decided from government jobs because you can't sure. get fired. Yep. yep. <clears throat> can't just randomly fire you and not tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> but... And city benefits. Yeah, benefits are crazy good. Um, and it was so counterintuitive to turn that down. But as soon as I did, like it was almost a wait, like, oh, God, I can't do this. But I'm going to do it because I said I'm going to do it, and I know this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And after I called and, and said thank you, no thank you, it was this beautiful wait of almost like an attaboy from the father, like, oh, good job. You mm-hmm. know, that's... Yeah. Because I wouldn't have had any time to do this. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And then not an hour later, we're spending almost $3,000 on a computer <laughs> so I can actually edit these things 
properly right and and render them and it won't take 12 hours to render <laughs> one of our our things and, and mm-hmm. like i'll show you later the the cuts i made and it's it's rough because about the only thing i could get in there was a a fade in and a fade out and nothing <laughs> in the in-betweens because my computers it's like uh, 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 1995 <laughs> dial up you know <laughs> right <clears throat> oh my gosh yeah. So, you know, I turned down a great job. I spend a lot of money to do something that in all normality wouldn't be a career. Right. Right. Again, we have one, two full videos with one of them has good audio. And then we have one that has full audio where the video cut out on us half halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Or a third of the way yep. through. And you'd think that we'd get upset or frustrated, but I just laugh. I'm like, Oh, we're just learning. It's just mm-hmm. growing pains. We, exactly. We're jumping into something we've never done before. So of course it's, yeah. we're going to figure it out. Yep. But and again, I'll muddle through spending a bunch of money on something. That's a, some people's hobbies. Right. And not even with the mindset of, Oh, we're going to make tons of money doing this. Mm-hmm. It's the mindset of, this is what the Father wants us to do. So, of course, I'm going to invest myself and his finances into his project. Mm -hmm. It's his money anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. That's a spoken revelation that I knew I had. I just didn't say it, and now it makes even more (laughs) sense. I feel even dumber for being, like, worried about spending the money. It's his money on his project. Like... (laughs) And, and there's so much. I love that uh, Kyle sees on the illusion of money. You know, talking about it like it's sand on the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get rid of that concept that it's that it's our money. It's his beach, and all the sand is there. And the money that's in my account came from someone else's account, and it's going to go to someone else's account. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm. Using this sand that's right in front of me, however I want to use it, build a castle or lay in it and get a tan, which I need to do. I was going to mm. wear shorts today, but I didn't want to scare the audience <laughs> with my hasty sure white legs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, August. <laughs> yeah, once we've been out in the in the sun a bit. Yep. It's actually really nice now kind of wishing for a little bit more wind <laughs> occasionally <laughs> yeah definitely didn't need the vest a direct sunlight that's yeah, nice there's a little wind wind blowing pretty hard today mm. but yeah turning down the job felt counterintuitive when in actuality taking yeah. it would have been counterintuitive to his plan for my family for this project. Right. For everything that's coming. Yeah. Huge detour. That's like the absolute worst way to make a decision is by money. Mm-hmm. So distorted. And a lot of people now will talk about frequency and getting in alignment religious circles i guess you talk about it like the will of will of god 
it's all truth coming at it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. But it's it's interesting seeing it from like a frequency standpoint that you attract like you know law of attraction all that you attract like frequency. Mm -hmm. So from the, like you were talking about the gratitude and just being thankful and and longer we stay in gratitude that that changes your frequency. Yeah. The more we get in alignment with what Father has for us, the more things just naturally appear. It's just a it's a spiritual law, it's a call it whatever you want, it works and it's scary to step into. Yes. Was that uh, the same guy, the one you sent me the other day? Was that Kyle Cease talking mm -hmm. about frequency and stuff? Yeah, I think so. So, for all you normal people out there, if you, if, we'll link it, but mm -hmm. when you just don't get distracted by the words. Because mm -hmm. that guy was talking about, Kyle's talking about frequency, frequency, and I'm just like, huh? Yeah. And I, I, I have, I understand. I have a very slight understanding of where, where he's coming from with that, mm -hmm. scientifically. Uh, I think I've heard some things along those, you know, yeah. in that realm of speak. So, you know, I would encourage you to watch it because I got a great revelation off of what, that, what Kyle was talking about. By ignoring the word frequency, <laughs> mm -hmm. because I don't, I, didn't, I don't necessarily know... No, not necessarily. I don't know what he means by it specifically, and that's okay. Right. Because his analogy yeah. in that video, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you want to talk about aligning yourself, lining yourself up with the will of the Father, being on the path that he's laid out for you, however, whatever you want to call it, yeah. ignore the word frequency and listen to what that guy had to say mm -hmm. in that video because it's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, how he talks about your, I think he kind of phrased it like your body is getting ahead of your mind. And what I got out of it is we've, we came, we all came from the father. Mm -hmm. We're all spirit. We have all the knowledge and power in us, but we have this thing called our vessel that has a limited ability. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get you begin to get revelation without knowing you're getting revelation. And and right. he kind of built it as a building. You're on the first floor and your revelation that you don't know, even know you have is on the third floor. Mm -hmm. So now you're uncomfortable. You, you know, things that used to work don't work anymore on the first floor. Yeah. Uh, unfamiliar. It's unfamiliar. It's weighty. It's, it's just not right. Yeah. And then once you get that revelation from you, your spirit into your vessel's brain, it brings you up to the third floor. And now you see yeah. everything below you and you're like, oh, that's why it wasn't working. Yeah. That's why I didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't care who you are. You've been somewhere in your life where, where you're at doesn't feel right. Right. Yep. And his analogy with that was great. I'm like, I took a lot away from that. And again, like you said, he's coming at it from a totally different angle with mm -hmm. using different words. Yeah. Whereas if I sent that to most of my, you know, quote unquote Christian friends, they're going to be like, dude, this dude's new age. This dude's a wackadoo. Mm -hmm. You know, why are you listening to him? 
oh yeah. God, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. but he's not wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the, why are you going to listen to someone else or whatever? <laughs> because what I have isn't working 100% of the time. Yeah. So I'm missing some truth somewhere. So I'm going to go a freaking everywhere mm-hmm. and, and until I find that truth and get these things to get it all to work and walk as Jesus walked. Exactly. Until I'm going at 100%. The journey is on. Well, until, you know, we don't get forced into a, a corner of our normal filming spot just to avoid the wind because I can't tell it to quit it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, well, I told it to quit it, but it apparently doesn't know who I am because it didn't listen. <laughs> need and, a, of course, now it dies need a down. proper introduction. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, I'm, the amount that it, once I took the religious, the remaining religious shackles off, the growth has just been unleashed. Hmm. If people are feeling stagnant, kind of examine your religious shackles. You know, it's like what you said with, does the word frequency throw you off? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, be honest with it. And it threw me off. It's like because I don't know what you're what he's talking about or what anybody's talking about with that. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about that too. Now I'm starting to get a little bit of an understanding. It's like, well. So you're saying this. In religious terms it would be called this. Yeah. Like, okay, it's just different terminology, coming yeah. at it from a different angle. It's like we've talked about before, getting the three-dimensional view of anything. If you just look at it from one area, I don't know what's on the other side of this. I, I don't know what's on the bottom, what's on the top, how it works. Yeah. But if I'm willing to look at everything and throw out the bones, then I get a good understanding of, oh, okay, that's how it operates. Yeah. I mean, for all the viewers out there, pick up one of your kids' blocks that's a triangle or a pyramid, and it's a triangle, or it's... A square mm-hmm. or it's a pyramid or it's whatever it is depending on your perspective on how you're currently looking at it mm-hmm. you know it's there's that great meme out there two people standing and there's a six or a nine written on the ground and one's like it's a six and the other one's that's a nine <laughs> and it's like yeah. well who's right mm-hmm. yep both both mm-hmm We humans are so easily divided mm-hmm. by doctrine, by opinion, by preference. Yeah. And we allow ourselves to be manipulated into division when we are literally called to just be brothers and sisters and love one another. Mm-hmm. Not a brother and sister just because you're Baptist like I am or Methodist like I am or or pray to prayer like I am. No. You look human to me. You are my brother. 
Or my sister. It's funny. I, I used to, a while back, worked at a county jail. And uh, I was moving inmates. And we were talking about something. And uh, I called one of them brother. Because I call everybody brother. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and you know, in a traditional, not thick, but traditional Mexican accent, Hispanic accent, whatever you want to call it. He's just like, kind of looked at me and gave me a look. And he's like, yeah, I ain't your brother, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, bro, yeah, you are. He's like, why? I'm like, are you human? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, then you're my brother. I don't care if you're Mexican or I, I think he actually was, but you know, and there was like a black dude there and he kind of chuckled and I'm like, it doesn't matter to me what the pigment of your skin color or your pigment of your skin is i don't care what ethnicity you are and we really need to get away i have some pet peeves and and race is one of them yeah we are all the human race this and we have different ethnicities period it is so superficial especially skin color but even nationality ethnicity my gosh but that that all goes to identity yeah, we yeah. have to. We have been told since the the very being that we identify with our country, our city, mm-hmm. our football team, our whatever, and we yeah. latch on. Why? Because we lack understanding and revelation of true identity. Because if we had it, we would understand we're all children of God, and we mm-hmm. we would operate as such. Yep. Yep. And as always, preaching myself, I, I don't have it yet, but mm-hmm. those, the, I think those are my two pet peeves, listening to any kind of news or anything, when they're like, race, no, it's ethnicity. Yeah. And then now, over the past, like, two, two or three years, they've changed, it's not the Democrat Party anymore, they call them the Democratic Party, and knowing how politicians like to shift things because they're trying to make themselves more appealing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're more democratic, you know, because they're the democratic party mm-hmm. instead of the Democrat party, which I don't even know where that word came from right? or why, but, and I noticed a shift and everybody has shifted to using that word. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not what they're called. Stop it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like that's just, they were like, Oh, they're the Republic party. No, it's the Republican party. Just let, just leave it alone. Yeah. Stop yep. messing with stuff and trying to trick people. I've unplugged so much because of things like that lately. That something came up the other, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, some survey or something. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, something asked who the president was. And I had to honestly think about it for a minute. <laughs> it's like, well, dang, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Biden. Got it. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it's like, wow. I think that's the first time I've ever like forgotten for a moment who the president was. <laughs> that's how little I care. <laughs> Has nothing to do with my walk right now. No. Not one bit. Because whatever they do, I'm going to come out smelling like a rose anyway. Yep. I don't care what kind of trash policy. And everybody's got to walk where they are right now i've been heavily involved in it before and i felt like that was right yeah right now it's a disengaged time for me 
No. So judge me or don't judge me. <laughs> it's a perfect segue into our first break. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> judge me or don't judge me. That just lets me know how religious you are. <laughs> and we're back. Hope you enjoyed that break. We sure did. This whole show is just a break. Yep. Life is a break. Life is beautiful. I mean, this is getting back to the commander's intent, the original design. He created all of this for us to enjoy and to enjoy it with him. Mm -hmm. He wasn't always there. It wasn't like he was hovering. He would come and spend the evening time with his, his children and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Or during the day, I don't know. I just remember he said he'd come in the cool of the evening, but Right. <clears throat> just have fun through the day, frolic. I mean frolic in the garden and probably twist an ankle trying to frolic these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll watch my kids frolic. Not sure if I know how to frolic. I'm pretty sure I could pull it off. But. <laughs> yeah. Nobody might want to, nobody should probably see it. No, no. <laughs> that won't be on any of these episodes. There will be no frolicking. <laughs> it's a frolic-free zone. Mm. It's a safe space. Well, that's another thing that's been so freeing. You know, religion carries so much judgment with it. In fact, if you're judging something... It, is probably a pretty good spotlight for maybe I should examine this and remove some religion out of my life. But it's so free now to, instead of judging people, I'm really able, you know, more and more all the time. I guess it's just like a constant growth of being able to honestly, from the heart, love people. Yeah. Like first reaction, love people. You hear what your sexual preference is or anything else or things that I may disagree with. Fine, I'm not, you know, the judge, <laughs> so to speak. I'm not going to judge that. My call is to love you. I don't care where you come from or what you're doing. Well, ultimately, you, but Or if you totally disagree with something I'm saying, it's, I can still love you. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Right. It, what, what you do with your life doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That being said, forget who said this or in what con or not context, but what conversation. It was like, you know, as a Christian, if you truly love someone, you have to tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, make sure they get saved so they can go to heaven and all these other different right. things. And I don't disagree with that. Because mm -hmm. if you do truly love someone, you want to make sure that they're going to make it to heaven, whatever mm -hmm. that might be. And if you truly love someone, you'll figure out how to have heaven here on earth because the kingdom yep. is now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That being said, you know, this goes to that, to 
um, you know, Eric's parable <laughs> of good ground, you know, I got that revelation out of the parable of the sower. People are the ground. And if you have the right heart and the right word for somebody, but it, you're not listening to the father's timing, mm-hmm. your words are just going to fall on stony ground. Those seeds are yeah. just going to go, not even stony. They're going on the wayside. They're getting scooped up and eaten right away. Yeah. They don't care what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be sensitive to know when that time is right. Or even if you're, cause you're probably not the only one who has that, that good word, mm-hmm. but every moment is a moment to till someone else's soil yeah. to prepare them for that good word, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And the best way to do that is to just love somebody. Yeah. Yeah. If you just love on them, it's really simple. You love them enough to shut up yeah. and not say what you think or, you know, needs to be said. Mm-hmm. You can be completely right and again have the right heart and if it's the wrong time man you're going to feel just you know uh righteous and justified in telling them the mm-hmm. truth and love and it's not going to do a dang thing for them right yep and you're going to walk away feeling so good about yourself while they're still struggling yeah you did nothing at all but uh, probably give them a little more condemnation and shame and and, or harden their heart even more, and you yeah. made their you tossed more your your seeds became boulders on their ground because mm-hmm. you didn't have the the fortitude to keep your mouth shut and just love them. Yeah, and actually listen to what the father needed you to do in that moment. Yeah, you know I've had guys come up and be like, you know, the other day or the other week when you came up and asked me how I was doing, I kind of shrugged you off and you just rubbed my shoulders and then you asked me for a hug and gave me a hug. Dude, you have no idea how much I needed that. Mm-hmm. I was really struggling and I was, and then they were honest with me about what they went through, what they were going through. And I'm like, that's awesome. I had no idea. I, I yeah. rub everybody's shoulders. I hug everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea that, that in that moment, that act of, that little bit of act of love meant so much to you. Mm-hmm. And then he confessed some stuff and was working towards fixing some mistakes. Mm-hmm. But now he had somebody he could talk to about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, Lord, I, Dad, I had no idea how important that, that yeah. moment was. But mm-hmm. you did. Yep. And because I just loved on, instead of being like preaching at them about all the stuff I know I should say because they're not in a good headspace and they're not making good decisions. And, you know, I could have done that. Mm-hmm. And it would have done absolutely nothing for that guy. Exactly. But, Other than perpetuate their problem. Yeah. Or make them even more. Oh, now I can't. I can't talk to him about what, exactly. what I'm going through because yep. he's going to judge me. And yep. Lord knows I'm already judging myself because I know what I'm exactly. doing is stupid. Yeah. Or what I did was stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really easy once we get rid of the religion and just love. In fact, last few days, you know, sometimes I'll do like a guided meditation, prayer, whatever. Again, it's words, <laughs> mm-hmm. and sometimes I I do it, you know, just a, a quiet um, and praying in the spirit. You know, go through some breathing things, and I'm sure we'll do some episodes on meditation. What we're it's another one of those words that it's becoming more popular, but and it is in the Bible. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting better. And I heard one of the biggest worldwide ministers. Uh, just a couple weeks ago say that his greatest insights and revelations have come from meditation. 
And I don't know that many people picked up on that because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're generally not pursuing it because it's one of those things like frequency. Yeah. But anyway, the last few days of meditation, I've been talking um, to Yeshua about this. And I, I, I use his Aramaic name in meditation just because it kind of focuses my mind a little bit, but Jesus, Yeshua, Aramaic name, um, specifically about physical healing. Say, okay, what is the, how did you do it? I want to know your technique. I want to know how you did it. I know what we have in the Gospels, but that's, you know, it's a little bit different with each person and, and all this and the time frame is really not given so it's it's kind of hard to know without being there and seeing it but again it's one of those things that if if i'm not operating it at 100 percent, i want to know why mm-hmm. so the first day i ask him this because my picture in meditation is i'm sitting with yeshua uh, kind of like the mary and martha in their house when he when he went there um and uh Mary was sitting at his feet and whatnot. So Yeshua and I are kind of like this and and talking. So I'm asking what he wants to talk about. And then, you know, the other day he was like, okay, what, you have a question? Because he knew what was on my heart. Mm-hmm. So I asked him this. And the answer was, and I'm still working through this and discerning it, but love. Okay, you healed with love. And I'm thinking through scripture there, okay, there was a lot of times, right, that he came into a situation, people, village, town, whatever, and he said he was moved with compassion. Or moved with compassion, he healed them all. Mm-hmm. Moved with compassion, he healed this person or whatnot. Say, so, okay, so love is how it started interesting so i chewed on that for a day or two next time i'm meditating like okay explain to me more it's like well i actually use love to heal people so love gets me there but then he, he's like i'm actually using it to heal a person and this is one of those things where it was I had been listening to uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, his um, Becoming Supernatural. And they're seeing a ton of people healed. And it's with frequency and, uh, and a, lot, a lot of this. But what he uses as the basis, what he keeps saying, is you coming to this place of an unconditional love. Yeah. Well, what is God? God is love love is God so it's like focusing it like a laser beam is what I'm getting right now still a lot more but focusing love like a laser beam to where it's effective Hmm. into that body part and actually healing with love so it's like love is the love is the sun and using a magnifying glass you can do this yeah. And, and, and that's love. Mm, magnifying it, yeah. That's mm-hmm. love. That little beam that, that 
circle that you get from mm-hmm. this oh that's love but then focusing it in to where it actually is being it's producing something which the sun and a magnifying glass would be mm-hmm. heat to the point of smoke and fire right but you're focusing i know I, wow it's funny yeah so <laughs> well i start I, I did my very best not to audibly laugh when you said that because uh during when i at a place i used to work during a an event there was a family there and i had i was doing rounds and i'd walk past a multitude of times the father's like you know i want you to go and and talk to them or pray for them or i don't remember exactly what it was Mm -hmm. or heal him and i'm like i don't know how to do that what do i do (laughs) and and all i got was just love them like Mm -hmm. okay that's great i'm there i love them interesting but what do i do yeah Yeah. just love them and that's what i got over 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 and i'm like and of course Mm -hmm. i just chickened out uh, I did get a word for him, and I and I gave that to him. And the next day, they came back, and they're like, "Dude, that was awesome. We've been talking about it all night, and all day, wow. all last night, all throughout the night, all today. You know, that was great. You totally hit the mark." And I'm like, "Praise God! I've never <laughs> done that before. It was terrifying. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> it worked. Yeah, but that's all I got was just love them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but what do I do? <laughs> what do I say? What do I do? Do I put hands on them? Do yeah. I, do I need to get a prayer over a cloth or spit on it or something? Exactly. Like, what do I do? <laughs> Shandal, <shandalhanda>. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But that's why I was so in, uh, that's why I was like, my spirit jumped or I jumped mm-hmm. when you said that. Cause I'm like, oh dude, that's the same yeah. thing I was told. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't get it, but I'm hearing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of these ladies on, uh, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza in, in their conferences um, one of them because there's tons of testimonies on here Yeah, one of them's talking about um, renal failure a stage whatever last stage renal failure um, and she's like I don't, I don't know what a you know he goes into visualization and some things like that it's kind of way beyond visualization but um it's like, I don't know what a kidney cell looks like, but I pictured it, and this is her talking, I, I pictured it a certain way, and it kind of looked like a little dried up, you know, like a dried raisin, you know, drier than a raisin and cracked and, and all this, and just a sickly cell. Um, so, so I just pictured myself with a sponge and loving that cell. And some of the wrinkles started to go away, and it kind of started to, like, come alive a little bit. Um, and she said, I don't know what the green fluid was, but I was putting a spoon up to the cell with some green medicine. <laughs> and, I, and I was feeding the cell, and it liked it, and it was taking it, and it was getting healthier and healthier. Until this kidney cell, one cell, became like a pink, round, healthy, smiling cell. And then I went to the next one, and I loved it mm. and nursed it. And I'm like, Wow. Yeah. And then got all this, you know, that was a week or so before uh, meditate on healing. That wasn't in my mind or anything, but Yeshua was telling me that and that he's doing it with love. And, and so I automatically, it's like, ah, she loved that cell. Yeshua was saying to love. You saying this, it's like, okay, th- there's more to explore here. <laughs> But we're on to something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was, oh, shoot, what was that, last October, maybe? 
I was got a word from the father about my youngest son. Was super fo laser focused on that, praying in the spirit tons, mm -hmm. which I still need to get better at doing it more because man, it just changed. It, if you if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, find find some you know uh, find somebody to help you with that. Because you know, find you is, charismatic somewhere yeah, and yeah. get you there. <laughs> Don't necessarily stay there, but right. at least get that because <laughs> it is everything in my opinion. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so I was laser focused in the Word in the Spirit or, you know, praying in the spirit a lot. And one morning, um, on the way to work, praying, praying in the spirit, everything, listening to worship, whatever. And I forget the exact phrasing. I'm sure that Holy Spirit can bring it back. Mm -hmm. But I got this kind of a revolutionary war vision, if you will. Hmm of um, the shot heard around the world and this yeah. third great awakening that we're in that a lot of people are I mean from every single <laughs> from every single yeah. walk in and outside of the church I, I mean everybody yeah. is talking yeah. about this great awakening mm -hmm. <clears throat> and dad told me he's like you know this in this awakening my love for my children will be fully realized Mm. And to me, fully realized means full revelation. Like, you, we're actually going to get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you fully realize the Father's love for you, the Father's love for you, if I feel, fully realize how much He loves mm. you and every other person, yeah. it, it's going to make it kind of hard for me to not love them too. Right. Because if I can see them mm -hmm. the way He sees them, then I don't see any of the, the ick. Mm -hmm. I don't see any of the issues that they have. I don't even see the transgressions that they're committing or have committed against me. I just see them in truth, which is who they really are, yeah. perfect. Mm. And then that's really easy to love something that's perfect. Sure. You ever had cheesecake? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. If something's perfect, you lo it's, love just flows through it, which is why yeah, relationships are so hard, because nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. But they are in their true self, which is spirit, their vessel and mm -hmm. everything that they've, everything that's happened to them that has led up to the moment of who they think they are now in this moment mm -hmm. is what usually we get offended by, what we're getting hurt by, what, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if you look past the lies of what you think you see, and you look towards mm. the truth of who they actually are, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier to love them. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's what I think we've talked about this uh, on on an episode, whether that was recorded or not. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's what he spent the last year teaching me was seeing his children the way he created them to be, the way they are in truth, mm -hmm. and then loving them. Yeah. You know, and... and with his love, but that's my love because I'm him. Exactly. I've been made exactly like yeah. Christ. So yeah. I'm the anointed one. Yep. And so are you and so are you. And so is everybody else that chooses to be right. You know, yeah. when you have an inherit, uh, when you mm -hmm. have an inheritance, you can choose to accept it or you can deny it. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's going to make you take the, the boundless, boundless 
everything or all things that he's given us freely, mm-hmm. he can't force us to take it. Right. You know, if I, if I right. said, here, man, here's, here's a million dollars. And you're like, no, I, I, I can't take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well then whoever's walking by next is going to get it. Cause I'm just going to set yeah. it down here. Yeah. You know, or I'm going to open a bank account with your name and here's, here's the password and right. the login information. And you're like, no, no. If you change your mind, it's there. <laughs> or if you realize who you are, it's there for you. And that's why identity is so important. You know, one forging out my own identity, it, that really kills judging. It really does. Mm-hmm. If I truly know who I am, like you were just saying, and like Paul said, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ being the anointing in me. And fully understand that, then I can let go of everything else. I have nothing to prove. But then that second step of realizing Christ in you, mm-hmm. in Christ in you, in Christ in everyone I bump into, there was no qualifier in that. No. He breathed into us. We came out of him. He formed man out of the dirt, but man was just a lump. It's when we came out of the Father and He breathed into us. We came out of Him. All of mankind. Not one race or ethnicity or creed. It's man that makes separation. Yep. God is for man, woman, all of creation. Just those two. Those are the only ones that exist, though. <laughs> it's the only options. <laughs> but I love you regardless of what you think. Right exactly. Now. You tell me whatever you want. You want to be a rainbow-spotted unicorn? Hey, be the best rainbow-spotted unicorn. That's right. Be the best. Yep. And like you said, I disagree. (laughs) I think there's two. There's man and woman. I think your biology shows that. But in the end, whatever you think you are, I love you. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not here to judge you. It's... Please disagree. I, I agree. I, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't affect my identity and it doesn't affect yours. That's right. Now, if you give me opportunity to speak truth, I will. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to force truth down your throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, goes to tilling somebody's soil. Mm-hmm. I had a, a boss once. When I worked at, uh, well, see, kids, back in the day, we had video stores because the internet wasn't cool enough to stream <laughs> things. So I worked at a, at a video store mm-hmm. where you had to physically leave your house and go and rent things. Very inconvenient on every corner. <clears throat> yeah, they were all over the place. Yeah. I worked at a, I just started working at this video store and my boss was gay and, and he, uh, we were putting DVDs back. I know you guys still know what those are. <laughs> <clears throat> and, uh, and he, I don't remember how, something I said, whatever, he found out I was a Christian. And I've never been a normal Christian, praise God. But he's just like, you're not one of those Bible thumpers that's going to tell me I'm going to hell because I'm gay and, you know, this, that, or another. And he was kind of abrasive, and I laughed, and I looked at him, and I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're going. 
I don't know your heart. I don't. I don't know what you. You know what yeah. you believe. Um, now, that being said, I know the Bible says that it's wrong. But I'm not here to judge you. I, I really couldn't care less what you do at home. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of looked at me. He's like, "Wow, I don't think I've ever met a Christian like you." And I looked at him. And I'm like, "Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much." Because <clears throat> most of the ones I know are, have hurt me more than every other person I've ever known. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and. But out of, again, compassion, love. I don't mm-hmm. care that you're gay. Yeah. He was actually turned out to be a, not only a really great boss, but a good friend for a while while I worked there and even after. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and I told him, I was like, I don't have a problem with anything because what you do behind closed doors is your business. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you want to have a conversation of why the Bible says it wrong, says it's wrong or just... Um, biologically how it hurts your body how it hurts your emotions how it it it's just it's detrimental to you mm-hmm. just through statistical truth then we can talk about that but if you're like no i don't care i'm gonna do what i want i'm gonna be like cool man that's fine yeah i'm not gonna participate in any of that with you but i'll still be your friend and love you sure i don't care no sweat off my back and and love's easy this has been really over the last couple of days the impression upon me really strongly it's a, it's like what is the difference between what a it name anything murderer mm-hmm. homosexual um you know adulterer um th- th- uh, thief name any one of those things what's the difference between committing the actual act and having the thought because Christ said there is a, absolutely no difference. Right. He said that if you've looked upon a woman and lusted, then you've committed adultery. You know, if you thought about stealing money but didn't, you, if you stole money in your heart, you did. You know, if you thought about murder, if you hated somebody and you wanted to murder them, it's the same. So if you take that into an actual, like, and everybody, listen, <laughs> take that literally. And how can you judge anyone? Yeah. How? Because mm. just because, oh, well, I've never, I've never murdered anybody. I've never even thought about murdering anybody. Okay, well, have you, have you thought about something else that is a sin? Mm-hmm. Well, then you're no different. Yeah. The only thing that has, because we have to have rules and guidelines and laws to quantify what is better or worse in action is where we as judgmental Christians get our uh, authority to judge others. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's all a farce. It's all a lie. Yeah. You have no authority to judge anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm talking about in, in the aspect of judging, condemning, shunning, whatever. Right. Yeah. That is, that is not your job. Mm-mm. Nope. We have been called to love. Yep. And if you can get it through your head, that there is no difference between a thought and an action in the mind of the father, mm-hmm. then you might want to go just take some time to go and, and be like, I'm so sorry because <laughs> of all the thoughts you've had. Always a good start. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it's like, man, where do you, it, it brings such clarity, not clarity, um, richness to, you know, the woman caught in adultery, mm-hmm. how Christ can just look at her and just be like, all I see is the perfect, beautiful thing that my father created. Yeah. 
And any one of you, if you know, whoever hasn't sinned, y'all just go ahead. Jesus was the only one there who was qualified to throw a stone at her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he had the he was the only one with the ability and the authority to actually yeah. stone her. And all he did was, hey, Love. I don't know. Where's your condemners? They're gone. Well, I don't condemn you either. Now go and sin no more. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Stop hurting yourself. Yeah. Because ultimately yeah. that's all it is, is you're hurting yourself. Right. You're not offending the Father. No. Jesus was, he and the Father were one. I don't know how we got this idea that God is offended by our sin. You know, which is a, sure, a huge uh, tenet of Christianity, you know, that he's, that he's offended, but yet Jesus was not offended by any of them. So much so that he ate with them, hung out with them. I mean, that was his, that was his people. He was not offended at them, but he knows what it does to the person. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know the shame you're going to feel from this. I know the guilt you're going to feel from this. I know the relationships that this is going to hurt. I don't, as a father, I don't want you to hurt like this. Don't touch that stove. Yeah. Yep. And we're back once again. We're back and relit. <clears throat> but I mean, it always amazes me. Like you're just saying, it's a, he knows what it's going to do to us. Yeah. It, it amazes me how continually surprised, for lack of a better word, I am about how simple everything is. Yeah. Because when I think about my kids, and when I think about when I told them not to do something, you know, classic, don't touch the hot stove. And in our house, you know, that's a, a wood-burning stove that heats our home. Don't touch that, it's hot. Mm -hmm. Well, he doesn't necessarily have a concept for hot. Yeah. But I really want to touch this because that looks cool. And then he get hurt. And it's like, dang, bud, why? Yeah. Why can't you just trust me when I say mm -hmm. that it's going to hurt you? Yeah. I know you really wanted to do that thing, but why? Mm -hmm. Look what you've done. Mm -hmm. Now you didn't just hurt yourself. You hurt all these people around you. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do about it? Well, I mean, if you're in the general Christian community, you're going to kick them out of the church. Because yeah. they excommunicate you're out of the club. Yeah, you've you've transgressed against God and man and mm -hmm. you've offended me and and we can't possibly keep you around because you, you what are we going to do with that? How are we going to justify yeah. what you did in keeping you? It looks like we condone it. Yeah. Heaven forbid. It's like <laughs> dude, when my kid's ugly just cuz he doesn't just cuz He's being ugly, and I'm choosing to just have a conversation with him in love. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that he's not pissing me off. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just being an adult and, yeah. and trying to show him a better example of how to live. Mm -hmm. Just because Christ loved that, that, that woman caught in adultery doesn't mean he condoned what she was doing. Right. He told her to stop it. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. It's going to hurt you. 
it's going to hurt you more. But he didn't go to bed that night being offended. Man, she hurt me. Mm -hmm. No, she didn't. She hurt herself. That hurts me. Just yeah. like with our children. Man, you hurt yourself. That that kind of hurts me that that you hurt yourself. It hurts me that you're hurt. Yeah, <laughs> but you're the one that's got to endure the pain now. The blister on your finger from touching the stove. <laughs> I'm not going to feel that in the middle of the night. But you are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Instead of all that, all the religious BS and all the judging, what does love look like? And thinking about this the other day, I was like, well, that love looks like huh, exactly what Jesus did. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. And what did he command his disciples and us to do? So go out and heal the sick, cleanse the leper, hmm. you know, free the oppressed. All of that, everything he told us to do was to go love people. Never told us to make a club, judge people, excommunicate if they get out of line. All that BS is man-made. He just said, go heal the sick, cleanse the leper, free the oppressed. And he specifically said, people will know that you're my dis disciples if you love mm -hmm. one another. But yet churches and ministries are shunning people, kicking people out. And he, that is not love. That actually goes great with, and signs and wonders will follow. Mm-hmm. Because if you love one another, hmm. signs and wonders will follow. Full circle. It is by love that we heal. Those signs and wonders follow after the love. And how can we do greater works? Well, obviously he had a specific job to do. Mm -hmm. He had a calling and a tasking that he had to complete. We also have a calling and tasking that, that we're being called into a path, you know, that mountain path to walk. Mm -hmm. Naturally, since I'm not called to die at 33 because we're well past that now. <laughs> Why? I mean, it makes it a little bit more feasible that it wasn't in his call. He, it was in his calling to do exactly what he did. Mm -hmm. And it's in yeah. each of one of us to do greater things than he did. Yeah. But only a handful of people around the world, maybe two handfuls are actively putting in the time and effort to and by effort, I mean, it's an effort to make time to do nothing. And to do nothing, I mean, to sit with the Father and, and listen yeah. to him. 
Which is doing everything. Which is doing everything. Mm -hmm. But very counterintuitive to the world. Yeah, to the Western world especially, modern Western. <clears throat> now it's, it's become... <laughs> we've traded the American virtues for... Or traded godly virtues for American virtues. And all this work harder, work harder. Make sure your kids have a college fund and... And that's all good and well, but I would much rather work 20 hours a week and spend that other time with the Father, sitting at Yeshua's feet and getting insight and turning around and loving people. That, I think, is time much better spent than just blowing and going. I sure hope the tree sounds are getting picked up a little bit. I think they should be. But just it's enough for ambiance. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> and right here, it's absolutely perfect. A little cool breeze every now and then. And mm -hmm. Nice sun. At 9,500 feet, that sun's pretty intense. Yep. Pretty soon, we'll have our at least thousand acres and our start construction breakground on our truth seekers. Mm. Um, hmm. Truth seekers lodge. Something like that. It's not going to be a Bible college. <laughs> oh, way beyond. Bible. That just offended some people. <laughs> Is there more? Yes, there's more. God's more. The Bible's awesome. And there's more. Yeah, I've been thinking about uh, you and I at one point when we were looking out across a a pond and thinking about some of this with the whatever you just called it the spiritual retreat the truth seekers lodge truth seekers lodge and that vision i was just remembering you know kind of what we were saying then and in that vision reading a lot of tiknot han back then and and visualizing that people walking around in Buddhist robes and doing their walking meditation. Muslims with their prayer rugs, the true truth seekers of every religion. You know, the the Muslims and putting their prayer rugs down and facing east and praying and, and, and but just backing up a little ways and seeing all of this and all the re other religions and how they practice because there's truth seekers in every religion. It depends on 
what arrested you for whatever culture and place that you're living in. Yeah, if I would have been born in the Middle East, I probably would be Muslim. And if I was still seeking truth, I would have found the Father, like he, yeah. like countless Muslims do. Yeah. Now, did do Christians have it right? No. We have... We have the same... Well, we have a, a, a nugget of truth. Yeah. Ooh, I got a little pine. Got in a little me. pine. <laughs> I, we had a nugget of truth. Actually, sadly, we had the whole truth, and we chose to pervert it over a couple thousand years. Right. Whereas other people, they might have a nugget of truth, and that's what they're holding on to that gets them to the point of seeking truth, where then they meet the Father. Yeah. That's sad. Mm-hmm. We had the whole, we had the truth. Yeah. And we still allowed ourselves to, yeah. or we still allowed the whole truth to be perverted into what we have today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you can see in, in the, uh, the writings of Paul where he rebukes other, you know, churches because they're allowing that, allowing that perversion in. Like, no, if, if this, if it's not this, doctrine or gospel of what we know mm-hmm. from Christ who taught us it's that's not it right and then over time we took truths and allowed them to be perverted and now we have yeah. all these doctrine that are hindrances to an actual relationship yeah with the father with the creator of the universe and and they're not just hindrances to the relationship they're hindrances to the the actions that we could be taking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like choosing to work only three days a week to just get enough to get by mm-hmm. financially so that I have more time with my wife and kids. Yeah. I have more time with the father. Yeah. And yeah. it, it's completely contrary to everything that we're taught. Mm-hmm. Religion is a lot like politics. It's, it's always, it always feels like it has to add something. There's always got to be, in politics, there always has to be other policies and more of this. And any department that's formed, it never shrinks. Ooh. It just continues to grow. And then they add complexity and more things to it. Religion does the same thing. It just continues to add because you got to protect the system. Mm. And what we need is a shutdown, both politics and religion, to get out of the way. And that's what we're doing with the God's love. That's stripping everything else away. That's the not only the key, that's everything. Yeah. That's the whole frickin' enchilada. It's... it's all comes to love and it, just like politics they you know get rid of all of it provide for our common defense and and some infrastructure mm. well if, going off of what you just said I am the beginning and I am the end. Love is the beginning. Mm-hmm. Love is the end. Yeah. 
the random person in your driveway? I thought I heard something. I, I thought they were up on top of the hill. What uh, kind of vehicle? Blue Ford, stand cat like mine, but blue, mud on it. <laughs> no idea. Don't think. I thought I was hearing something. <laughs> no, I, I thought he was on top of the hill because yeah. with the wind, it sounded so much further away right. than thirty feet. <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, if that was yeah. a that was a snake. It would have bit us. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, don't even um, don't even call myself a, a Christian anymore because of the religious connotation. I don't want to be associated with that anymore. I just walk with the Father. Keep it simple. Don't attach it to any religion. Well, I'm not Christ-like. You I am are. Christ. Yeah. When I was made new and perfect and exactly like him, mm-hmm. I am to I am called to be him here yeah. now on earth. Yeah. And I know that that just raised everybody's religious heckles up. <laughs> and it does my own. I'm just trimming them sure. as they come up. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly. because we can't comprehend the 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 fullness of what what and who he is. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, we've come to terms to an extent with the Trinity, three persons in one. We say it, and then as soon as we say it, we realize it doesn't make any sense, but we ignore that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because how is three people in one? Yeah. Well, it's spiritual, and spiritual is different than physical, which I, this is all true. Mm -hmm. But if that, if we can believe that, you have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and they're one being. Mm -hmm. Well, now, now there's me. And now I'm, I've been sealed and made new, and I'm perfect, and there is absolutely no difference between me and the Son. So now I am the Son, so now I'm part of the Trinity, because I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. Right. And there's a lot of us, it's a long right hand, it just keeps going into ever, (laughs) because there's a lot of us seated at the right hand. Yeah. Because that's the way our human brains, it's like, oh, if I'm seated at the right hand, you're seated at the right hand, mm-hmm. and the millions of other Christians are in, in, in they're seated at the right hand, that's got to be a really long right-handed table. Sure. But in reality, no, <laughs> we can't currently comprehend what this means. And to me, it's, it's more, I think I shared this odd, but a, just read Revelation, and it's weirder than what I'm about to say. <laughs> <clears throat> It's like if you ever watch Star Trek and there's the, the space cloud being thing and it's this blue blob. And this is the, the, the vision I get of, of the father. The orb. It's, yeah, but it's not, an, it's not an orb in this perfect cylindrical, or not cylindrical, but um, um, words and things. It's not a perfect sphere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 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 more like a cloud. It's this blue cloud and that's the father, but it's not just the father, it's everyone because everyone who has come back to him has now returned to him because everyone that he sends will return to him. 
and they've come back and now they're, you know, rejoining into this thing. Mm -hmm. So when he created us, he breathed life into us. He took a, just like a little biology lesson. You got a, a sperm and a seed and the sperm and seed come together. And then he puts a little bit of himself and breathes life into that. Mm -hmm. Just like in the beginning, he took the dirt, he took the clay, he molded it. And then he put a bit of himself mm -hmm. and that was the life he put into Adam. That was the, and he took a bit of Adam and he took a bit of the, the, the earth and then he put life into it. And that was Eve. And then the two of them came together and then he put life into that. And mm -hmm. that was Cain. And then that was Abel. When we die, when our vessels pass, mm -hmm. we leave our vessels and go back to the father. And that little bit of himself, which is why he knew us before the foundations of the earth were made. Because it was him. Because it was him. <laughs> returned to him. And that's really hard to comprehend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then again, you look, like, you look at an, an organism that's made up of all these tiny little... Oh, here's a great revelation on the body. You take the body, and I always thought about this as more big parts. Mm -hmm. You know, the church, the body of Christ. You have the hands, the feet, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the tongue, the ears. And everybody gets mad at everybody else because they're a little different. But in reality, if I cut my legs off, I can't walk. Mm -hmm. So if I shun that body of the, that part of the body of, the, of Christ, yeah. then I can't walk. Mm -hmm. And if I cut my arms off, I can't hold a cigar and drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. And if I pluck my eyes out, I can't see. Can I still operate? Yes, but not fully. Yeah. And that's how I always took the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. But now I'm now I'm giving this big picture analogy and I'm getting the cells. You know, we are the cells of the Father. Mm -hmm. He's the body, and each one of us are individual cells within him. Mm -hmm. And all together we make up him yeah mm. and that's why we're called to be wow the son yeah it's, that's pretty good right <laughs> <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> yeah and and we're all operating within our own um taskings mm -hmm. and maybe that's i don't know to me heaven would just we always put it on something that we can understand like a new earth and it's gonna be better and we're in our new vessels and our perfect vessels and redeemed bodies and all this stuff. And that's, I mean, that's all awesome. Mm -hmm. But the fullness of everything is returning to him. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I don't know if you guys are seeing it the way I'm seeing it, but it makes complete sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, returning to him being the creator and, and we're just small operators within him. Mm -hmm. We came from him and we've returned to him. Yeah. And we're him here. And we're him here. Where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a big part of this great awakening. Is us becoming more him. It's more identity. It's not about more people going to church and more people voting Republican. Or whatever your bent is. Is this about 
understanding our identity, understanding who we are and Christ in us, being Christ. And just letting go of the things that are chaining you down. That's the work. That's the real work is the letting go. It's hard. Mm-hmm. For me, turning down a good paying job with good benefits. Yeah. To barely work and make it so that I can do what I know mm-hmm. he's calling me to do. Yep. Is hard. And then and this is, I mean, this has been years in the making. Years in the making. You know, moving out here to go to a school was terrifying. Yeah. We sold almost everything. And we moved out here with no job and no place to live. We camped for a month. Mm. My first landlord was my first employer. (laughs) And through him, I got introduced to my next employer. Not even introduced like, hey, I know this guy. I was selling, my, my landlord and employer was selling a steel building and he was out of town and he asked me to sell it for him and he'd give me a, a portion. And the guy that bought it ended up being my my next boss for over three or four year, three years. <laughs> and through him, I met some of my closest friends out here. And that was all because we chose to follow what the father mm-hmm. was telling which it was just to come out here. Yeah. I didn't even finish that school. Right. He just got yeah. me here. <laughs> yep. Similarly. And and through getting me here, the things that I've learned that he has forged oh into gosh. me. And by forged, I mean literally beaten into my thick skull <laughs> through being faithful. Yeah. And continually reminding me on how good he is and how he's always going to take care of me and my family. There's no way I could be where I am right now sitting here mm-hmm. talking with you, spending thousands of dollars on equipment and choosing to work less to do what I know he's calling me to do. Mm -hmm. And all that being said, similar story, because we came out about the same time. Mm -hmm. Taking all that and moving it forward. How much better is this going to get? Oh, so much better. It's always getting better. Walking this journey around the mountain, what do you do? You're always increasing in altitude. You're always increasing. It's your perspective is constantly changing. Yep. Your ability, your limited vision at the bottom grows to further and further as you get up Mm -hmm. and further and further. Your provision is along your path. Yep. Don't catch fire and run up the side because that's not your path. You'll burn out. Mm-hmm. Follow your path. Just Be watch. patient. Yep. Because not only your provision, but your people. Mm-hmm. Me and you met because of the same reason. Yeah. And then we didn't talk for years. Like we knew each other. We just weren't yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, as I made my way around the mountain, mm-hmm. I came back and my path intersected your path. And yeah. now here we are. Yeah. On our way to, you know... A thousand acres of uh, Truth Seeker Center and maybe an island or a nation. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right now, it, it doesn't seem silly to me because we've talked about this <laughs> and that, that not limiting the fathers there. But, you know, eventually it's like 
There is so much. I mean, not so much. It's limitless what he can do to a willing individual. But that willingness is submitting, and that submitting is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, it does, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. Right, right. I want it to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and, and all that is like the... And again, that's part of the, the Great Awakening. It's people like Kyle. See, he's talking about it, too. Different language. But it's it's people moving into their purpose, moving into a, a life that they love. And it doesn't have anything to do with money and accomplishment and position. And there may be those things that come along and, and it's ridiculous the money that comes along. Yeah. I'm going to be... <coughs> money now is not so much built and grown as it is attracted. Received and given. Given, received, <coughs> enjoyed, passed on much much better system it's a godly system yeah exactly and it totally changes focus hmm. and people will deny it all the time I've denied it too that you know, money's not important to me well then why am I spending 40 hours a week trying to get it at least yeah that and more I only worked 20 and a half last yeah. week there you go Overachiever, that extra half. Add that extra half. <laughs> well, our time is coming to an end. Yep. For this episode. But as always, we love you guys. We appreciate you being here, mm -hmm. listening, watching, or both. And uh, just keep coming back. We'll keep talking. You yeah, ask my mom. I ain't never going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's always more. There's always more. Yep. I ain't even got it yet. <laughs> <laughs>